Okay, live? yes, we are live indeed. <laughs> right, welcome to the first podcast. This is my guest, uh, Mr. Daniel Pashoff. Yeah, Absolute hello, pleasure. Man. Thank you ever so much for coming. So, oh, it's awesome to. Uh, this is the, the first one. So, this is the first time I was doing yeah, anything like this. This is like a whole new, like, brand new experience. When we talk about Wolfhoff, uh, Daniel is um, a, a very, very accomplished chef and a uh, fantastic all-round uh, polymath as well. You've got hundreds of interests, a very talented That's individual, nice. <laughs> very talented gentleman. Uh, welcome to Biscotti Conversations, uh, episode Thanks. 001, and uh, definitely uh, oh, well earned place on boy. Ah, so oh, another chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely watch me. He's one of my favorite people in the planet. So. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. It's always a pleasure, mate. Oh, it's never a hassle, absolutely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do we start? Mm. Oh, oh, so, oh, I mean, I will, uh, uh, prime, prime thing I probably want to talk about is, um, I mean, like, where, uh, your favourite booze? I mean, let's start on, let's start on a, a, a topic. Yeah, something that everybody knows. If you had what, a desert island drink that you'd, that you were like, right, it's going to be, you can go top shelf, bottom shelf, or in the wine cellar. You can go anywhere you want. Well, to be honest, like recently, uh, you, you remember when I told you that I was in Bulgaria for two weeks for holiday? Yeah. Before that, I didn't like gin. But then, before? Yeah, before I went to Bulgaria. Okay. I, just, I didn't like gin. And uh, one of my friends, he was like, oh man, we need to get gin. And I was like, I don't like gin. He was like, yes, you do. I was like, no, you don't. It's always that one guy that's like yeah, insistent. Yeah, we're going to get smokes and, and, and we're going to have a gin. And you're gonna love it, and I did. And yeah. Since then, it's just like, yeah. So I think I'm gonna get gin. Is it like just gin on its own, or do you like yeah, add a bit of tonic, tonic water, water, or gin, water. ginger ale as well? Have you had that? Yeah. Gin and ginger ale. Yeah. Definitely. Or gin and uh, Snoop Dogg got it right the first time as well. Dude, gin and juice. It's fantastic. Gin it's juice. A little tropical juice or something like that. Little pineapple or something is fantastic. It just goes gorgeously like just chuck, chuck a couple of ice rocks and they're magnific and it just powers you through the evening quite nicely yeah i normally love to like i i don't know like the top shelf is grand but i don't normally find it i get pulled back to the taps towards the end like uh or like i start watering myself towards the end like i get like uh you know that sort of like i get to like that 12 o'clock one o'clock sort of around time and then eventually i have to go i have to revert back to water or or some form of long drink like a beer like a three three point seven. Yeah, exactly. You can always drink beer, like, but beer drunk is heavy as well. Like beer drunk is a different. Really? Dude, it's oh, yeah, go. We need to. Beer, we get sober with beer, mate. Dude, we should go, go, go to the pub. Go to the pubs and have like about like sort of between between five to eight pints, and you start. Going like, whoa! It's really, really hard to <laughs> do stuff right now. Like, whoa! <laughs> like, you... uh, we should definitely do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, next, dude, uh, if you're free at all next weekend, I mean, you, you might be working in the kitchen. Frozen right now because I was working quite busy and I worked like every weekend, which a little bit pisses me off, but. Oh, it's, it's the nature of the industry, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place to a beautiful place and environment to work in and sort of be trained in. Though, I suppose, as, as you were telling me before. I mean, you probably can't talk too much because it's like I don't know about that. And it's a public thing, but uh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's that's the that's the the, the beauty no, of really it. Enjoy yeah. the but in general, generally, ge generally like yeah, being, being chef, in a kitchen, uh, yeah, that being is cool. Someone else's kitchen is 
it's it's really hard because you, as you know before that I worked in different places. Can I say it or? Uh, yeah, you can say where you've worked before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I worked at Goodwood. Yeah, uh, compared to this kitchen in Brasserie, uh, in Brasserie Blanc is is completely different. So I have to start like from zero. Yeah, I need to learn everything. I mean, you get the basic knowledge and everything, but the, the thing is, like, there are different recipes, different techniques. So yeah, that's the hardest part. But once you get past that. It's all right. The thing is, like, you have different sections. So yeah, you learn a section, you go to the next section. Absolutely, and, and then you start from zero. You're a toddler all over <laughs> again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. From zero. So the thing I do not right now is like I'm trying to pick up uh, different section while I'm working on my section. For example, like if we get an order for desserts, I can see, for example, like that can I say desserts and all this kind of stuff. Like what we're selling there. It's all right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you're cooking. Yeah, yeah sh- just, shout out to browser. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just testing, testing the water. So. It's a very fine chef. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, we get like very pavlo. I need to, I need to see like uh, how it's plated, which which ingredients goes in, into the plate, how how we're plating it. Absolutely. Yeah. To pick up. So when I go there, I have like a, a little bit of knowledge mm. how to pick up. Or when when there's nobody working there, for example, when people go for their break. Uh, and and a check comes, you pick up. So yeah, yeah, it's always good to have knowledge. A very fast environment as well, like yeah, super quick, like a very like quite high stress in terms of. Well, being like, a chef is always stressful. Yeah, well, I suppose that's a <laughs> it's r- not rhetorical. Job, it's, no, otherwise anybody would do it. Yeah, yeah but yeah anybody can cook but only the what's that ratatouille the disney ratatouille saying and anybody (laughs) anybody can cook but only the fearless can be great yeah exactly Mm. yeah but as i told you before being a chef takes a lot of work a lot of commitments yeah and a lot of hours being a good chef you need to be like 15 hours in the kitchen yeah wow i know it's hard to say i'm glad you 24 hours a day right and 15 hours you're at work, then you have like nine hours left. You need to sleep eight. If you need to commute, you need to eat. You yeah. Shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to stay, stay, uh, hygiene, hy- you know, keep your hygiene levels. When you're oh, doing joking. anything this, like that. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Just joking, you know. Naturally. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. It's, it's really stressful. It's manageable, but yeah, you need to, you need to put. Minimum 100%. Minimum 100%, <laughs> Minimum 100%. yeah. 100%. Well, it's, it's like this in everything. Oh, yeah. You well, want to be really good. Well, that's what you want to do. They were saying on another podcast, uh, another podcast that was saying that it's um, that sometimes it's good to do 70, 75% every day. Because then you're not, if you're doing 100%, then there's a chance that you'll go in a few days' time and then you'll end up doing, fifth, like, you know, between 50 to 65 or sometimes even 25% on the job. That's, that's just. Like your average, you know, averaging out your efforts sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. Being a chef is not like this. No, no, no. I, I see. But, because you can't go down on quality of food. No, you need to maintain the standards. Money, yeah, so. but that's where that that's where that different type of stress gets kicked in. Though you've got to be a different type of human being in order to do that. And that's what I think a lot of people that if you haven't worked in that environment, you won't necessarily it won't ring true to you you won't necessarily understand that you've got a it's a different type of effort like it's the kind of kind of the same type of effort sometimes that you've got to put into some marketing jobs or like office jobs sometimes like you go in and you're like right i've got to do 
for some reason you just have an like it's not just a hundred percent day it's a hundred and twenty percent day for no reason like you've yeah. just you've come in and there's just an absolute shitload of stuff on your desk and then you, and that's and you've got to do it and it's stuff that you're like i i'm not allowed to leave until yeah. all of this is done yeah. otherwise well, i'm just leave the more we have this one plus, yeah, plus the same amount it's gonna be whatever it is plus yeah which is which is gonna suck like badly but yeah <laughs> Yeah. So um, uh, anyway, let's move uh, uh, to um, uh, if you could, if you, like, I mean, like, where do you see yourself kind of like in the future in terms of like cooking? Use like, would you like? Do you reckon you'd want to do a food truck, or do you reckon you want to do like you open your own bistro, bistro, or like your own restaurant? Or I would like to open my own restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't, I don't feel confident right now at the level I am. No, definitely, like, no, opening no. Opening a restaurant, especially like here in the UK, because the a lot of standards that needs to be <laughs> yeah and, and it's it, it's hard because not everybody likes the the food for example that you're gonna cook so you need to, to find a market to sell your food because it depends on what kind of food you want to make as well Mm. No, I know what you mean, and it's. I think our generation, our our sort of age group, just being who we are and alive in this time in the world, I think there's a lot that can be said for barriers to entry in terms of getting into anything. If you want to open any new business or any new prospects or start anything well, new, it's like a very you want to start something small. Yeah, something small and just progress instead of just like throwing myself like into a restaurant and then they don't know what to do how to manage people and yeah everything yeah yeah absolutely and um, it's a smart approach <laughs> it's you you've got to get that well you, you luckily you've also got that front of house face <laughs> you, yeah you could definitely do like you, you know you could you could make you could on and off head chef or maitre d if you wanted to not that you would want to maitre d but i'm just saying that if you wanted to it's something because you are a good people person you're you're, you're not some you don't you don't suffer fools gladly which is the sign of a good chef but also you're very tentative to making sure that whoever you are cooking for is receiving the highest quality because otherwise you won't you know you're not going to receive anything less than if the complaining about something you want to know exactly why you want to go through the ins and outs literally to a mathematical degree you want to go through the ins and outs of like okay right so like maybe maybe this or like oh no no it does say that on the menu like that but there is a bit of time to okay yeah but there is you know sort of all of the vet all of different parts that kind of make up that scenario is something that you would be very good at unpacking is what i'm saying some you know and then putting together in your own sort of way in your own form of business you know you just do you not think? <laughs> yeah, that's a very long explanation yeah. to, to, yeah, to, to you it's, would it's be good at doing. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to push you to yeah, saying like you know yeah. simpler I think than that. But yeah, I think just you just gotta if, do if, it. If, yeah, if you just gotta do it, then you just need to do it with love. Because a lot of chefs they cook for fame and for money, which is not bad, but it's not what I want to do. I, I wanna cook with love and I wanna nice food so people enjoy it just the way i enjoy it and if that makes me profit i'll be more than happy yeah <laughs> i mean that's what i want to do you just want to make people happy in the end yeah oh yeah because when noble. people come in there like they taste your food and they go like mm, oh my god this is amazing mm. and you're like i made that <laughs> you know? it just makes my day
just like when you play guitar yeah. and when people start shouting wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't i haven't had that just yet but yeah yeah but it would be nice the, absolutely that's what you it's, live it's for the same thing but um, the food level yeah food level, exactly. you want to create something that brings people joy and you want to do it from scratch and that's the best feeling ever is when you've literally given birth to something which is giving the world Make joy something from nothing <laughs> absolutely <Very much>. yeah <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> the beauty me. of everything i mean yeah. look at the world around us we build up from nothing yeah so we were talking about this the other day outside of the outside of that yeah, the so. the park weren't we and we were talking yeah. about um how cool oh. it is that everything around us is has been created by people yeah 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 and on daily basis, you don't even think about it, but and you take it for granted most of the time. But just, just it's amazing. I mean, beer. <laughs> beer. Yeah, going back to beer. beer. Yeah, like yeah, that's. I don't know if we invented the beer. Probably says on Google somewhere. I think the, the but... uh, well, I mean, the earliest earliest sort of type of thing that I can equate to that would be the Greeks. In the Greeks did, um, yeah, they used they used uh, honey to create mead. You know, mead. Honey. Yeah, honey. Yeah, you. Uh, you mean mead? Yeah, mead. Mead. Ah, mead. M e a d. Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's a. Um, it's like a. It's not beer because it's not made with malt hops and barley, but it's um, um, uh, and, and ye uh, yeast. So yeah, yeast, malt hops, and barley. Yeah. Um, but it's it's done just using honey and water, and I think you ferment it. I'm not too sure. There's probably some. Pretty heavy. You ferment honey. Yeah, but it's yeah because it well because it goes off. It can uh, it you know it goes moldy, which is basically all alcohol is is stuff that's fermented, and then eventually you know it's it's reduced into producing an, an alcoholic concentrate from the mixture. But the uh, yeah the the, the, the Greeks I'm, I'm pretty sure the, one of the first civilizations that we're aware of that mass produced alcohol for standardized human you know, like the popular consumption yeah, anyway ah oh, dude they're crazy like the, yeah, the romans yeah. got so much more i told you about this colleague of mine the greek one yeah yeah you're good for he's an amazing person and you know you've watched probably the movie 300 yes with um, gerald butler yeah but what was the name of the character in the movie uh, leonidas leonidas yeah. yes you know that in the because this actually happened and, and originally Leonidas, Leonidas died in the first three minutes of the fight. Really? Yes. He died in the first three minutes and and, and you, you said I've had a lot of different weird things about that battle, but it's good to I uh, continue, continue. Yeah, that's Sorry, what yeah. he told me. Yeah. So yeah. He told me that he's he died. <laughs> Sorry, just interrupting. He's he is Greek, so yeah, <laughs> like, he is Greek. Yeah, he is Greek. Yeah, so, he's <laughs> But he told me like he died in the first three minutes or five minutes of the fight, and the other warriors they surrounded his body and they protected it for four days straight. Four days. Four days. Jesus. Fighting without sleeping, without eating. Oh without my drinking. god! Can you imagine? And the thing is, like when they went to the gates, um, the hot gates. That's how it was mm. called. Uh, when they go to the hot gates, um, they were so far from the hot gates that. They had to travel by foot 800 kilometers. Hmm. 800 kilometers to go there, yeah. people to fight the armies of wow, uh, 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 Xerxes. Xerxes. Yeah, Xerxes. Xerxes, the yeah, son yes. of Darius. Yes, 
Yeah. And he had, I think, 750,000 soldiers. And this army of Spartans, of 300 Spartans, they killed 200,000 or something like this. Yeah. 200,000. That's mad. For four days. Yeah, he told me, like, because it's very narrow and it's very, uh, you can you can feel only two people. Yeah, hoplite um, tactics, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Yes. So it doesn't matter how many people you have. No. Because they <laughs> because, just amount because, to that, yeah, and all yeah, you've yeah. got to do is just like. Yeah. So what they yeah. do, they have their shields, and they just open. They let one guy go, and then 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 he's surrounded by by shields and spears from the Spartans, and they just chop his head, and that's what they basically did. Oh, so it's just like kill, 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 kill. <laughs> Dude. Oh my yeah, god, that's, that's like a revolving door. Imagine, imagine being at the back of Xerxes' army, and you're like one of his many, when you were part of that seven hundred thousands of, was it because like, they were slave nation, weren't they? It was mo like loads of slaves, and they were like that's what what most of his army comprised of would have been slaves and mercenaries. Imagine you're all that, and then you're just going up against these huge like narrow corridor fighting force and you can just see them through the corridor and you're like right i've got to go in there and it's just going to be me on my own there's nobody to my left or my right because i'm probably going to be running at them yeah that's and then i like and then you're just like you just get rammed against the front of that shield wall and then they probably just stab you Same. let through one stab get that. i even asked that's him like why did you even get horses and and just like yeah go there with horses he said because that's not honorable Oh. I was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, it's like because um, they 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 believe that the horse is a very noble creature and they didn't want to use it. And and the other thing is like, I don't know who the, the Greeks. King. Yeah, mm. and I don't know who the um, king was or who was running the country at that time that didn't let them like more people because they're only three hundred. Oh, yeah, but yeah. he didn't let them horses as well. So. All right, because they wanted the um, um uh, the, the the Athenians lent them a hand, didn't they? <laughs> Fly. Fly. Yeah, I think the Athenians lent them a hand at some point. Yeah. But yeah, that's um that's a crazy crazy period in history. Tell me that if you go now there, because they have like uh, where the grave of grave of Leonidas is, they have a ten meter statue of him. Yeah. On top of the grave to protect it. Wow. And he told me if you go there. In the evening, you can hear the the clashes of the swords. Oh, how wonderful! And I was like, no, that's not true. Like you're imagining this stuff. Yeah, like, no, man, it's actually true. You sit there, you can hear them. Absolutely, you can hear them fighting, screaming. I was like, I I need to check that. You know, like, yeah. Check. He was like, yes, come, come. We're gonna go there. <laughs> We're going to Greece. Yeah, he, he got a house in in the island, and he said that when he was in Greece, uh, he used to scuba dive, mm. and he has a gun that. Oh, he has a, a torpedo, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, a, spear. a spear gun. Spear yeah, gun. wow. Yeah, and and he catches his own fish. That's what he did. He wakes up in the morning. He, he scuba dive. He's, what a he badass! Catches, That's yeah, so he cool. Yeah, fish. And then he cooks it. <laughs> that is so cool. That is. Dope. He was like, "You need to come." I was like, "Man." Yeah, I've got to go. This is amazing, dude. Put a scuba gear around me and just send me. Send give me a gun. Boat. We go into the middle. Meditative, meditative, yeah. oh, dude. That yeah. is so cool because they've got the, like, oh, dude. The sea, we're gonna scuba dive, we're gonna just some spear, we're gonna get some fish, we're gonna eat, we're gonna party. Oh man, you told me like there are huge parties there. Oh, dude, um, just oh, yeah, dude, like, like the island. Greek, Greek islands, yeah, the, the those yeah. archipelagos, uh, that well, that whole region of archipelagos is just fraught with parties. That's where they like loads of those 
Project X type parties that you see. I think that happen like that. That was a no, I haven't seen it, but there's a great there's a Netflix documentary on it. It's called like the greatest party that never happened or something, and it was. It was on one of those like island, the island of Lagos or something. I can't, I'm not too sure, but it was yeah, all meant to be on one of those islands, and it just never happened. Um, and they spent like loads of money on it, I think, and loads of people turned up. So it was kind of like almost a party, that, but it just didn't take off. Apparently, mm -hmm. I think lots of money, like they they conned a lot of people out of their money or something. I think a lot of people lost money on it. Uh, yeah. Now going back to what you were saying about the um the the if you go to Leonidas's burial ground site and there's a big statue you reminded me just uh, he of uh, then of the statue standing over the grave of the Col yeah. colossus of Rhodes, which is always a big tear in my eye that will never get it to see all that and apparently the big toe of it is under the ocean somewhere mm. supposedly uh, but I'm, I'm not too sure um and uh, it reminded me of um in uh, norway uh or um uh, oh no, it was maybe um, Iceland, Iceland, um, where they have lots of uh, volcanic activity, and um, apparently you can because it's such a mad place. You know, they've got black beaches because it's all basalt, and um, all of the the, that, the the cracking of the mineral rocks where it turns into it turns into those fantastic shapes, which like all line the whole side of the seaway. You know, the Giant's Causeway in England. Yeah. There's a thing called the Giant's Causeway, and it's um, very much like that whole landmass, but it's just a small part of mm -hmm. that landmass, which is kind of like geographically contained somewhere. I'm not too sure. I think it's off the, uh, the west coast of England. And um, I can't remember. <laughs> I need a compass in the middle of the table. That's what's me. Uh, yeah, we need to add a compass to this ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not getting about. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, we have uh, Daniel and I have a, a chess competition between us, an on-running competition, and whoever wins gets to have this in their house. Yeah, I had it for three years now. Will has it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah, um, anyway, yeah. So um, uh, the Giants called it. Yeah, um, and it, it, they, they call it the Giants Causeway because it's very reminiscent of that same rock type that is found in Iceland and it's kind of like meant to, it looks like these huge giants have almost, you know, stepped on it and whittled it out of the rocks, the very rocks themselves, otherwise known as Jodafskar, which is the Icelandic term, I think, for, or Jotnir, or Jotnir is the Icelandic term for ice giant, and like the literal translation for it. And, uh, but people, uh, my, uh, both my parents, uh, who've been there, like, uh, I think they went there last year or the year, but it might've been last year, and my friends just come back from Iceland a few uh, days ago, maybe last week. He, they've both said to me the same thing, where they said, um, "You, when you, when you're there, the weather and the land is so surreal that you can literally, when people say these legends about, you can hear Thor's hammer and the thunder. You can hear Odin's chariot as he rides yeah. through the sky. You can, uh, you can uh, feel the." Uh, the, the the love of the the, the, uh, of, the of the gods the gods favor through the um, uh, the aurora borealis that moves through the air all of that jazz you, you, I've I've heard so many reports on that but I, I have to go like I have like you know it's yeah, now really it's like, now a future yeah I really like like uh, places like this because you can go and you can you can, you can 
could see for yourself. Yeah. And then, then like, oh my god, that is real. It's real. That's a this like you could you see why people create these mythologies yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the you ages. Can, you, can, you can be like, oh my god, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. I can see the connection here. Why people told that? Yeah. Absolutely, it's so cool, and and there's a, there's a connection that you get in your bones almost. Like, well, maybe, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good experience. It's a good experience. Yeah, feeling what those what yeah, that definitely. Like, you know, I'm gonna see the the grave of Leonidas, then maybe I'll go to Iceland. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big plane journey. Bulgaria, where, um, oh, let's talk about Bulgaria for a bit. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. <laughs> then, if you want. Yeah, but oh, we're 25 minutes in. And it flies, doesn't it? Yeah. So there is a, a road that goes downhill. Yeah. Okay. It goes downhill. But when you when you uh, put your car in neutral gear and you stop, you start going up. And people are like, what is going on? Like, what, why is it like this? And, it, <laughs> and it's an illusion. Because the trees are placed like this, because it's actually uphill, but trees are placed like this, that, that you actually think it's downhill, but you go the other way around. I need, I need to play it for you. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, show me a picture. Uh, That's so yeah. surreal. This last sounds, um, it reminds me of the um, the place in uh, San Francisco, where they have that, because that, that, they have, San Francisco is super hilly, and they have those big winding roads and big singular almost romanesque sort of themed roads where they just have a single stretch of concrete just going from the top of uh, one of the main hills straight into the center of town maybe in the bulgarian language <laughs> <laughs> can you, can can you translate on <laughs> the translator button i don't, I don't have on this phone so get my Sorry, sorry, sorry for this people. Uh... Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry to people. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, no, no, because when this was when this is played, this will be uploaded onto my. Oh, so then you're gonna get yeah, absolutely. So this is just this is live right now. So somebody could log on right here right now and have a watch of this if they wanted to. But it's also going to be after this is done. I'm going to take this and just clip the. And you're gonna any clip the end probably off. Well, you want to speak about Bulgaria, so what do you want to know, mate? Girls, oh, well, parties. <laughs> well, the well, the the well, there's drugs in Bulgaria. No, <laughs> the the um uh, the la the I don't know the 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 landscape, the culture. What what would you say? What would what is the the highlights of contemporary Bulgarian culture for you? What do you what do you go? What makes you go back? <clears throat> Apart from family, you know. Well, in terms of the landscape, because I've heard nothing but good beaches. Apparently, the beaches are good. You speak about the girls or the water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, plenty of good beaches and beaches. Um, <laughs> the girls are amazing, yes, but the beaches are really, uh, really good. But the things that bothers me right now that they they build a lot of hotels and constructions uh, in the seasides and. It's just not pleasant for us anymore because it's like made for tourists. Yeah. And you go and we have like a beautiful, we have, we still have a beautiful nature. But when you see like all these hotels there and it's just like, this is, it's charm. Yeah. Kind of. Natural. Yeah. Well, really, I don't know. It's just friends and family that really brings me back there. And it's just nice. 
the surroundings and, and, and I, I showed you pictures like, oh, the woodland yeah, like uh yeah. like do you have like a lot of there's a lot of greenery like do you have a lot of forests a lot a lot oh cool yeah i showed you a picture like yeah um, because i remember yeah you showed me a picture from your picture phone out of your house, yeah, yeah and that was gorgeous and, and it's just like different is that a city outside of your, or is that a town? Like, what is that? Like, yeah, it's a city. It's it's a city. city. That's yeah, so it's... green. That is so great. There's a landscape that is such a lush landscape. Yeah, it's a huge like, it's landscape. impressive. Yeah. Because just... London at one point got given the stamp from the, I don't know who gives these things People out, just but give stuff yeah, but apparently it was one of the greenest city, this. one of the greenest cities in the world at one point. And it was many years read. ago. And you know, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, maybe that's where it came from. But uh, yeah, and I just I saw that picture of Bulgaria that you showed me. I was like, wow, like that is that is green, like that is like in you know in terms of foliage and you know incredible. I can't find a mate. <laughs> oh, find another time, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, what's your uh, like oh, Bulgarian dishes, Bulgarian food? Combine oh. your oh. homeland with your contemporary right. work. Uh, like we share a lot of dishes with Greeks with. Turks, uh, you have a lot of yogurt. Oh, the best yogurt in the world is in Bulgaria. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's one bacteria that grows, I forgot the name, I'm gonna Google it and tell you, but there's one bacteria that grows only in Bulgaria mm. and it helps um, combine the yogurt and it gets like really, really thick. Kind of like a emulsifying so, bacteria. So, for example, like uh, if, if this is the yogurt, yeah, yeah, this is in a container, and I turn it around, it's not gonna spill. Oh, very viscous. It's like, yeah. a, oh, okay, just, cool. It's really hot and really tasty. It gives it like this. Um, not vinegary. Um, we must have good cows out there. Oh, a tart. Yeah. Like a tart yeah. sort of flavor. Yeah. Like, like almost uh, acidic. Yeah. Acidic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Acidic. Yeah. Mm. And just like, it's amazing. Oh, dude. I've been having so much yogurt recently. I have, like, I have bananas with yogurt yeah, and then honey like, and nuts. In the UK, you have like a lot of Greek yogurt and. Yeah, we call it Greek yogurt, but sometimes it's not, it's not from Greece. No, it's just it's we yogurt. just call it Greek yogurt because of the fact that it's just, just it's just yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yogurt. <laughs> it's from Greek. Everyone will buy it. Like I, the weird thing is that I don't even associate Greek yogurt with being from Greece at this point. I've had so much Greek yogurt over the years. I just go like, oh, I want yogurt, and then what type? And people say, oh, what type of yogurt do you want? You know, do you want? And then they list a load of flavors, and I want. I, can I just have unflavored? And I go Greek. Like it's, yeah. a, like, it's my go-to yeah. word for uh, describing what yogurt. Bulgarius, no, Bulgarius. Yes, that's that's how it. Oh, it's actually English. So Bulgarian is the most popular variety of yogurt in the world, and it's one of the things of that course. Make Bulgarians proud to call themselves Bulgarians. <laughs> what is this website? <laughs> Bulgar is this going to be called Bulgaria.com number one or something Basilius like that? Bulgarians.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, self-advertising. Nothing bad with it, but it's true. It's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. A meal is sour tasting yogurt. Yeah, so sour. Yeah, my granddad liked. Um, oh, what did they call it? It's um, some form of milk. It's like a really thick milk. Um, uh, and it's oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a really thick milk, and it's it's like it's in between milk and yogurt. But like sort of older people do like it though. No, I can't. Remember. That's probably what it's called in Bulgarian, but I'm not too sure what it actually is though. That's the only thing though. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. My, my yeah. My my granddad used to drink that. All that, like loads of that stuff, though. Uh, right. So yogurt. 
next? Right, what else What else can you harness from a cow in Bulgaria that's particularly no, I'm go <laughs> impressive? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, in a different direction. Well, one okay. of the most famous things in, in Bulgaria is, um, well, we have a different name, but the, the English term is dragon breath. Okay, dragon breath. Yeah, so it's basically a hot soup with a lot of... <clears throat> Like with a, a lot of chili. A like a gumbo, garlic. almost. Yes, and we have this in the morning when we're hungry. Okay. We're hungry. So, yes, you have one of these. Yes. With a beer. No, in the morning. Sober. And you can go to work. It's just in your things. <laughs> yeah, you can smell a little like garlic, but you can get it fresh. Yeah, and then you can start over and drink again. What was because it you know, you have a natural medicine for your hangover. Dragon breath. Dragon oh, it's breath. It's made from... from um, Pork belly. Oh, yeah, I, know oh, I love sounds... pork belly soup things. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when the, be the pork belly is cooked, it's kind of like jelly, you know, like. Oh, yeah, dude, just fall into pieces. Oh, no, oh, yeah. that's like the best type of pork, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's really cheap. In Bulgaria, it's really, really cheap. That's why a lot of English people go there, Russian people go in there. Just it's really the cheap. pork. And mm. no, in general, the food, but the thing is like. <laughs> They they don't even know what, that that in in different places there's even cheaper mm. because you go like where, the, where all the tourists are going when the famous thing when you, when you Google Bulgaria yeah, where to go it says like go to some beach yeah and you go there and the price is like five mm. six times higher because for you this is cheap but for us it's really expensive yeah here it is really expensive but you're willing to pay that because it's cheap for you but there are places where you can go <laughs> for this money you can live as a king. Oh man! Or a queen, whatever you want. Yeah, and you have um, you have like a, you have a lot more raw vegetables, don't you? Like as snacks, is that true? You have like uh, a, so yes. you have like just tomatoes as apples yeah, yeah, type yeah, things yeah, and yeah, cucumbers. Yeah. You just kind of like have a cucumber. Yeah, we, like in the middle of the day. we do like a little bit of salt. Yeah. Exactly. Just like, yeah, because Lud Ludmill, my, my old housemate, shout out to Ludmill if he does end up watching this. Yes, Miss Ludmill. Oh <laughs> uh, God, uh, Kaksimoy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, he he would just like, like I, I would go to like like oh I'm gonna. Yeah, this is very common. But the thing is, we have like, like a pink tomato. Yeah, which is the most delicious thing ever. Dude, his tomatoes that he grew in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Man, trust amazing. Me, yeah, they, they even better. Oh, I'm not surprised, dude. But yeah, because the soil out there is probably just not yeah, it's like just, it's just crazy. Dude, it's like, so delicious. It's dude, just like he fed. An experience I must to go. I need I'm to. I'm just go. saying, and and people like Google Bulgaria and they they read like all the bad stuff, but it's not like this. Like yes, bad stuff happens everywhere. Like London. Yeah, exactly. And then it gets blown out of proportion. It gets yeah, blown way out just, of proportion. Just way out of proportion. It's not like this. It's no. not like this. Especially if you come like with some Bulgarian and he shows you stuff and oh, you're dude, with yeah. him, man. You, you're gonna have the experience of your life. Trust me. Are there any two so Bulgarian... things that I can, I can I can show you? For example, like you know, Plovdiv. Have you heard of it? The city. Uh, it's the it... second biggest city in Bulgaria. It's right it's next Sophia? to Sofia. Is that your name? No, it's it's a little bit far. Sofia. Oh, okay. Capital. Yes, I got it right. There. I was just open Sofia. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now with uh, Plovdiv is the is the culture of Europe. I hope this mic is picking us up okay as well. I haven't tested it. We're gonna find out after. We're gonna find out after. You're wearing headphones. Dip my beard. Now is the time. Now. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, what else is So, uh, so not Sophia. Yeah, Plovdiv. Plovdiv. Yeah, Plovdiv. And, and, and Plovdiv. Then, yeah. Uh, when I was in my holiday like a couple of weeks ago, they opened a new coffee coffee shop. Okay. But it's not like the coffee shop you have in here because when you go, it's just like coffee. You have like coffee. You have like, for example, like some snacks and stuff. No, it's not like this. In in this coffee shop, first of all, it works like till really late, maybe one a.m. Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a bit like a like everything is there, like working like this. It closes like minimum 10, 10 p.m. Yeah, things close like yeah, it's uh, just open longer over and, there, and like, like like in the middle in of the, London, in the middle of the city center, mm. and it's on top of the building, on top of the building. Yeah, yes, and you can see the whole city. You can see everything. It's just the most beautiful thing from this coffee shop. Yes, I don't know if I have. Wow, well. I think not. <laughs> Because yeah, dude. Why should I have pictures? <laughs> but yeah, the um, maybe I can. Uh... Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, these are my cheese Oh. Oh. Daniel's. Oh, you can't really. Uh -huh. I mean, it doesn't work like this. Oh man, I wish I wish oh, you could cheese man. Oh, cheese man. Oh, Rick. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, yeah, my just, um, my houses. other housemate has just um, <laughs> walked into the, the the middle of the podcasting room at the moment into the den. Uh, yeah, and uh, the soundtracks Animal House today. So. Oh, do so good. <laughs> to the Macmillan. What do you want? Oh, up there behind you. In the jar. Oh my god, he's gonna take your eyeballs out. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sorry. Um, what 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 were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about um, yeah, the coffee shop and uh, at the top of the. Wait, is this a really tall building then? What on the? Mm. Is it like a really tall coffee shop then? Oh, it's not like a skyscraper. Yeah, because so, what I'm imagining like is a whole skyscraper that's like a coffee shop. It's like the world's tallest no, coffee like shop. So do they just own maybe the staircase? Maybe it's taller. Mark and Center. Maybe they're like this. Maybe a little bit taller. So it's quite, so um, pa pa and, and they have an elevator. You go into yeah. an elevator. Um, it's a coffee shop. Oh, so the coffee shop is on the top floor then. Yeah. Oh, yes. cool. Have you, yeah, have you heard of, um, have you been to, um, what places, have you been to quite a few places in London? Mm, no. They've got some, <laughs> they, they, they're really, really, they're getting really good at renovating stuff mm -hmm. now. And it's like one of the biggest expanding industries in the whole of the, well, in the whole of the world. It's one of the fastest growing business types in the whole, in the whole world at the moment is, is renovation. And what they're doing is they're taking things like, um, old um like they for example the um the christmas market they've taken the christmas market and converted the whole every bit of like all the old santa claus and bits of the uh the walls and wood wood gating that's like holding everything up all the gazebos and everything that people would normally just throw away or let it into landfill they've taken all of that and converted it into a market really? yeah and uh just outside of i think it's near near New Kent Road, 
in London. No, no, they're not. Where they're no. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I t- oh, actually, no. Uh, I tell you, what, it's quite near to the uh, Tate Modern, I think. The Tate Modern Museum. Well, art gallery. It's a massive art gallery in the middle of London. If you type it in, you find it. Anyway, it's not too far from there. This, and it's quite a big landmark now as well. But it's cool. You I go. Know. You. I think I know. It's you go through these this, this set of staggered gates that you kind of wind through, and then on the other side, all you you go through, and then it's Narnia opens up on the other side, and you have you have tables that converted tables from old wooden blocks and pillars, and people sitting down in the sun and reading yeah, books with yeah. tarpaulin covers and and things, and they and like and it's all multicolored and weird because people are just like, oh, let's give up, that's, that's going to be blue, that's going to be yellow, that's going to be red, uh, and then you go further inside and there's like there's a there's a pizza shop and next door to the pizza shop there's a coffee guy and then opposite them is a gelato bloke and they're all the Italian bit yeah, and then you go next to the shout out um, and then you go into the I next, <laughs> and then you go into the next bit, and then there's like, then there's the chicken wing guy, and then there's like the shawarma kebab guy. Chicken. Dude, chicken, chicken and wing. beer, chicken and beer is. I need to go some chicken wings. We should have a chicken wing like day, like a day of just you know doing nothing do? but you chicken can, and beer. I'll give you an easy recipe. Like you, you put the chicken wings. Yeah. You put honey a little bit. Mm. You put uh, whole grain mustard. Mm. You put salt, pepper, all, all the all the spices chili. you want. Chili. 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 Oh, yes. Chili. Yes. Chili. Yes. Yes. Chili. You you put it in the back or cling film it in a in a bowl or whatever. Mm. Just let it rest. You can even let it rest whole day. Mm. Oh man. For next day, yes. And then uh, what I did was I I baked them. I put them in the oven. For 10 15 minutes, then I fry them ah, just to get a crispy, nice, yeah, skin. yeah, and then get a beer mate and just <laughs> go to town. <laughs> just be careful with the spices because you might, Yo, have yeah, a dude. problem, yeah, in the borders next day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's why you have a good dip. You have a nice like ranch dip, and then a blue cheese, and then a sour cream and chive dip, and then right in the middle of that, just to fuck myself, I always have like a buffalo wing sauce, like a really hot sauce, and yes. then you just have like you're like cool, cool, hot, cool, 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 hot, cool, and then the chicken wings themselves are still hot as well. You ever do that technique where you dismantle a chicken wing, and you take the first bite? You, you, you I, I saw this on a YouTube video. This is not mine. And you wiggle the first bone because you know how the two bones with the cartilage at the yeah, either end, yeah, with the two, yeah, that makes up the wing. You wiggle yeah. the first one, take that out, and then you wiggle the second one, and then that's the one that's attached to both ends of the cartilage. And then you remove that, and you just have nothing but a solid nugget of chicken. You just, just put the whole thing in, man. It's just the most amazing <laughs> thing. I nearly died the first time. I was like, Somebody's I'm in, watching right now. Oh, I'm in heaven. He's gonna be like, I have some chicken. <laughs> the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, prepare the oven. We've got work to do. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh. oh, cool. Well, uh, absolutely. Cheers. Thank you ever so much for for coming to my my first podcast and doing this and making it so nice and fluid yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's nice. Um, it's gonna, the next one's going to be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We're, we're, we're only going to get better. Learning.
No, this is the this is the first one ever, like yeah, we ever. Have no preparation. No, no we've got no. Here. Like, there's no notes in front of me. This is just like a like a loose. Uh, like, this is like view. tomatoes, chicken wings. Yeah, this is a this recipe, is recipe for chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, um, I just had a. Yeah, cool. Um, and right, I think uh, I think we should probably round it off. That seems a pretty good point to finish off the podcast, shall we? Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Thank you ever so much, Daniel. Thank That's you. so kind Not of you for coming. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for paying attention. Uh, Head us up for World Biscotti Conversations will be every single week, hopefully. <laughs>